What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, Wealth Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. Stallion, one of the ways that many people come to us looking for is the easy button to invest in. And we've said it before on other podcasts, there is no easy button. You must get engaged, must get involved in the process. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't options for those who have built cash and have become accredited to find ways to get involved in deals like syndications, for instance. Today, we start breaking down syndications. We talk about the ways that you can get involved, the ways that they work how to implement them, what you should look out for, all the things that you need to know as a, an accredited investor looking for syndications. What do you think is so important about this topic that we needed to cover it today? Well, the one thing that you just mentioned that I think you missed is that you don't have to be accredited to get into syndications. I think that that's a misnomer. Most people think, oh, I've heard of syndications, but every time I look into them, you have to be accredited, so it's not a fit for me. That's just not the case. And we talk a little bit about that today, but I think that's also the importance of this to me is that this is the tip of the iceberg as it relates to understanding this topic. We could have spent three or four episodes just on the topic of syndications and still never really gotten down to the depth of it. The, the value, in my opinion, and this is not a, you know, a sales tactic. I'm just saying, if you're not in a group of people who are actively on this journey, you will never understand all the various ways that syndications could help you get to financial freedom. You could never even see what types are available to you. I mean, today we talk about ATMs, car washes, um, a trucking syndication, multifamily, like you name it. There's so many, it's a vast, vast topic and you've got, and it's always changing. So being around other investors is absolutely critical. And yeah, I just want to encourage people to join a tribe. If it's not ours, join somebody so that you can continue to learn about this. Yeah. The beauty of things like this is typically when we're in our masterminds, where we sit down and we break down the topic after it's been presented, right? We get everyone's insights around it. We get everybody's experience having participated in it or having looked at the deal before. And it allows us to shape our decision-making when you're in collective community with other people trying to accomplish the same thing. 100%. So, all right, Joey, let's let's not take any more away. Uh, get your chair up. Let's pull up to the table and barely up. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, 
and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome into the Financial Freedom Roundtable, where each week we break down complex financial topics so that you can more easily understand them and more importantly, take action on your path to becoming financially free. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. Grateful to have you in the room. I'm Russ Morgan, the call me the idea guy. Most because lack of father guy just didn't sound so cool to me. But enough about me for a minute. Let me introduce you to my co-host, my partner. He's Italian Stallion. He's got the license plate cover to prove it. Mr. Joey Murray. Stallion, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Russ. So excited to be here. And uh, man, talking passive income. It's just, it's one of my, one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, man. By the way, we need it. We need to bump up the passive income, like pump up the volume a little bit, man. I totally agree. I totally agree. I, I, I think, you know, as we, we look back to all the things that we did in 2022, one of those things that we did was invest in some syndications. And today's topic is breaking those down. For those who don't understand even what a syndication is, it's where you, you take a pool of money, right? People pool money together to invest in a strategy, and it could be many different strategies, and we'll break down all those options. I think, Stallion, the reason this is so stinking important for us to be talking about now, because I truly believe this is the fastest exit from the rat race. And Ooh. I want to hear from you, though. Why do you think this is so important for us to be talking about? Right that's, now? A, that's a bold move for us. I mean, I appreciate the sentiment. I don't know that I would agree with you on that. But I think passive income or syndications as a passive income stream is a very worthy topic for a couple of reasons. Number one, it allows people to spread across, especially newer investors to spread across risk where they may not have $100,000 to put into one thing and hope like, like essentially bet on black, so to speak. It's either there or it's gone. Um, you, they, could, they could do several different of these and try out which ones they like. I like that aspect of it. And the second thing is, I think there's a lot of uncertainty in the market. And so having the ability to look at different asset types and asset classes to invest in would give people the ability to, to weather some storms potentially. Um, so I think this is, and it's a way that it is completely hands off and passive. So this is a, there's a lot of good things we can take away from today's yeah. Well, you say it's handoff and passive. I'm going to come back to that because I don't believe that that's true. You tell me that I, that you don't think that this is the fastest way to exit the rat race. I'm going to challenge you on that, and we'll come back to that point. But before that, let's let's bring in the dream team, man. We got we got the retiree of the group joining us today, Mister Catch Me If You Can. <laughs> He's not killing bears with his bare hands or spirit out of a tuna. He's dropping gold nuggets right here. The one and only Mark Haraguchi. Welcome, Mark. Oh, it's good to be here, guys. It's it's been a little while, and and to be perfectly honest, the 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 reason this this topic I, I think is is important. And it's always important, but the other day I went snowboarding with my wife, and every time that we go snowboarding, I always have to stop and take a photo. Um, obviously, one of them is with her, but the other one is with an ATM machine that is inside <laughs> of the lobby area. And I always have to take a photo with it. And, and, and she gets it now because the first time she's like, what are you doing? And I said, while we're out enjoying this day of snowboarding, this machine is working nonstop. And we have a plethora of these throughout the country all working. 
while we go out and do ourselves. And so syndications have opened up that opportunity for me. That's just one. We're going to talk about a couple others and we're going to talk about why they may or may not be a fit for you uh, and, and why I think they're a fit for me in some regards, because let's face it, there's only 24 hours a day in a day. And if you have a nine to five, why not get something that's working for you for the other 24 hours a day for seven days a week? That's my thought. I, I love it. I love it. Look, Let's let's get across the table here to we got a doctor in the house, man. Come on. He's a DFM. That's a doctor of financial medicine. And yes, he can resuscitate your financial system, uh, your situation. Mr. Automated Budget himself, Eric Hudson. Great to have you, Eric. Russ, thank you so much. Man, it's great to be here. Tell me why do you think it's so important for us to be talking about breaking down syndications as a passive income option. Russ, do you believe in God? I do. <laughs> do you believe that he has given you the ability to make more money if you need it? I do. You can, right? Yeah. Russ, has God given you the ability to make more time? Not yet. <laughs> exactly. So we have the ability to create, to create more income, to create more money, but we have no ability to create more time than God has given us in our lives. Mm. And so syndications, but we, we can't create more than 24 hours in a day. Syndications allow us the opportunity to capture back some of our time. Mark talked about, you know, having money work for you uh, seven by 24 I'm talking about creating an income stream that doesn't require any more of your time than just a little due diligence on the front end. And then it's earning money for you without you having to do the work yourself. That's one thing I really love about syndications. See, right. Russ, he's already agreeing with me. So you're, you're already going to have to, you got to tip the scales, bro. All right. Let, let, let me, let me defend my, my statement first and we'll come back and we'll dig into that. Right. So the, the old adage is that cash is king. And I don't necessarily believe cash is king because right now there's a lot of people that had millions, if not billions of dollars in a little small bank, only the 16th largest bank in the U.S., by the way, the second largest one to fail in U.S. history, SVB. Everybody's now become familiar with SVB. The banking crisis has created a crisis for cash, has it not? Yes or no? I agree. Okay. So you and I need cash flow to buy groceries. We, we need cash flow to pay employees, right? We need cash flow to go on vacations. And when someone sells a business and they get a big chunk of money, they don't really need the chunk of money. They don't need the cash. They need the cash flow every single month. And they need to make sure it doesn't run out as long as they're living, right? Well, when I said a second ago, Stallion, that I think that syndications are truly the fastest, the fast pass, the fast track. I just went to Orlando a week or so ago, and I got the fast pass. The ultimate fast pass, in my opinion, to financial freedom is when you can take cash, if you have it, if you don't, go get it, and then turn it into cash flow. And I have watched people in our Passive Income Mastermind do ridiculous amounts of syndications turn cash into over $25,000 a month in just a matter of months. That is the fastest track to the getting out of the rat race, in my opinion. 
But I'll let you guys come back on that. Let's let's break this down, though. I think that there's three areas that we need to cover for those who maybe are learning about syndications for the first time or are still trying to determine, is it a fit? So first, let's talk about how do they work and all the mechanics that lie within, all right? Secondly, I want to talk about how does this fit in, like, is it a fit? Like Mark, you said, is this a fit for me or is it not a fit? And, and that allow us to understand the pros, the cons that go with it. And lastly, let's talk about how fast can we go? And I know many of us have practical applications we can share with that. Stallion, I'm coming to you. Tell me within this first option, what are my options? What are the things that I can consider or should consider while trying to look at syndications as a potential passive income option? Well, I, I don't know um, if this applies to this question exactly or not, but the first thing that comes to my mind is what sort of asset classes are available to be syndicated. And if, to be honest, before the last three or four years, I would have thought syndications were limited to one or two things, like just real estate in particular. Uh, multifamily apartments was like the most common thing that I ever heard. But now you start to open your eyes and see that, man, you can syndicate virtually anything. Mm -hmm. um, there's now car washes. There are um, ATMs, as our friend Mark Haraguchi, uh, middle name ATM, you know, has shared with us. There's all sorts of things that you can get involved in. I heard uh, recently there was a, um, a trucking operation that you can get into syndicating literally uh, trucks that go across the country, getting into those sort of things. I, I haven't looked into it in detail, yeah. but I'm just saying there's a million different ways to do it. And so I think with that, first of all, it helps you to say, what am I interested in? What sort of asset classes do I think have a real opportunity to line up with my, my goals and, and then say, oh, well, where, where's the best operator for that? And then you can kind of kind of funnel down to finding the best fit. But I think as a part of that, you have to, to love the asset class and you have to love the business plan, right? Those are the two components that I think of in, when I'm considering a syndication is where is the money going to be put and what, is the, what are they going to do with it? Are they looking to primarily provide cash flow to me? Are they looking to um, some some syndicators are not really concerned about cash flow today. They're worried about um, forcing the appreciation of an asset and then having a two to three or four year horizon where they cash everybody out and everybody gets a big you know, increase in what they invested. I think there's and there's variations of the two. Um, but just so you know, like that's how I think about syndications are those two uh, critical pieces. How about you, Mark? When you think about options, right? Is there even an option for you other than ATMs? <laughs> <laughs> there are, and, and there there are many. One 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 thing that I would like to back up to is syndications. In 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 my you know feeble mind, it's just a fancy way of saying a way to raise cash. Every syndication is doing one thing raising cash and the raising cash to do multiple things. Like Joey said, 
whether it's car washes, multifamilies, uh, self-storage, RV parks, apparently trucking companies is now in on it, uh, ATM machines. Um, I noticed, you know, 100unicorns.com is not a syndication. Um, probably rightfully so. Thankfully, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so um, what are my options? Yes, to, to Joey's point, I, I had someone uh, query me a while back and, and they were asking about ATM machines and their and their first comment was, um, I don't know why you chose this because the return on investment is, isn't that great. There's all these other things I can do so much more. And my, my response was, I think you're asking me the wrong question. The question should be, what problem was this investment strategy trying to solve? And so when you're looking at options, you need to start asking yourself, okay, what is the problem I'm trying to solve? Are you trying to solve cash flow so that I can replace my W-2, free up some time, like Eric said, so I can go do other things? Or have I done that and now I'm looking for some longer range appreciation? Or maybe now I need some tax advantages. And so through that lens, you start to figure out there are so many options within the space and you don't want to pigeonhole yourself, but you also need to know kind of what am I looking for? And that buy box shifts over time. And that's why I have different strategies within the syndications. Um, let's face it, because I'm lazy. I'm an airline pilot. So by, by, by definition, I don't like to work. Therefore, I love syndications. I love it when other people do the work for me. If you've listened to our show for any length of time, you've heard us talk about infinite banking and how we were able to use that concept to create over $50,000 a month in passive income. But it's just not that easy to figure out how does this all connect into my own personal system? Stallion, that's why we created the passive income operating system, bro. It shows you how to turn active income into passive income. It makes all the steps come together. If you would like to get access to it as a podcast listener, we've never given this away in public before. Go to wealthwallstreet.com forward slash P-I-O-S. There was nothing worse than walking into class when you're in school and the teacher saying, pop quiz day. Why? Because you were unprepared. Are you unprepared though for financial freedom? Don't be. Find out how close you are by taking our 30 second quiz at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash quiz. I love that. So Eric, what would you add to that as far as like options or um, the mechanics of syndications in your experience? Yeah. So um, I, I think what you and Mark have said is that it's, and it's very, very clear that there are almost an innumerable amount, amount of options out there. If you're interested in syndication, the bigger, the bigger question becomes for you is what are you looking for other than the fancy ROI number that all these syndications, you know, post front and center. What, what is it that you need specifically as an investor? Do you need tax advantage investing? Do you need cash flow? Do you need appreciation? Do you need to diversify? Not only are there options in different investment types for it to be multifamily, self-storage, ATM, trucking, but there are options in regards to what the syndication provides you. And I think what most people are looking for when they look for syndications or should be looking for is the predictable result, right? Because you can open a business, but there's not a very predictable result to you opening a business. Syndications provide, at least in theory, a predictable result to solve a problem that you have. 
Let me ask you this. Um, there's two things that come to my mind that people are challenged when it comes to syndication is one, isn't this only for accredited investors? And number two, don't you have to have like at least $100,000 just to get involved? So how would you guys answer that? Mark, I'll go to you first. Well, come on, man. You know my answer. It depends. <laughs> how did I know? <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Um, here's a great example. Uh, Jonathan Bates, phenomenal individual. He, he's in our passive income mastermind. He works with creating funds, doing a lot of the, the legal and the technical back work, uh, backend work. And in speaking to him about, you know, creating funds and syndications, his questioning process of how his company works through it is, what are you wanting to get and what are you wanting your investors to get? And through that lens, they're able to craft the paperwork and the structuring so that everybody gets to win. And so to your point, Joey, well, does it have to be accredited? No. Does it, is there a hundred thousand dollar minimum? No. Those things can be crafted such that you open doors for certain people and you let certain things in, but then also sometimes maybe you need to close some doors to prevent certain things from happening. Um, like I've, I've, I've seen, yeah, hundred thousand dollar minimum seems to be the norm. I've also seen a $52,000 minimum. I've even seen a $20,000 minimum I, and I've seen a $250,000 minimum. So it's across the board because it now falls upon the operator and the people that are actually gathering those funds to go do that deal. Okay. How do we want this thing structured? What are we wanting our investors to get out of it? Eric, anything to add to that? Yeah, the numerous, um, definitely. It seems to be, there are more options at least, um, advertised for accredited investors. So I, I think that's the truth, but there are definitely options for non-accredited investors. As a matter of fact, many of the syndications have a little bit of space in them, a small percentage for non-accredited investors, not all, but some do. And um, there are definitely uh, posted minimums, like maybe 25,000, 50,000, 100,000, but at least three times I personally have had a conversation with the operator and they said, how much do you want to invest? And I invested something less than that. So sometimes just having a conversation with that operator will allow you to get in if it's something you're interested in. Well, I think that there's a point I want to make sure we touch on. In your opinion, Eric, what is the most important piece when evaluating a syndication that one should look for? There's three things, operator, operator, and operator. <laughs> I would say those three things are critical. And for me, it, you know, it can be a little bit hard to do due diligence on an operator that you don't have any personal experience with or have anyone that you're friends with has personal experience with them. So I think for me, it's really important to know Number one, has this operator ever done this particular business before? If it's multifamily, if it's self storage and how much experience do they have or how many business cycles have they had doing this particular investment in this particular location? So if it's multifamily and they're doing a multifamily in Midland, Odessa, Texas, well, have they ever done it there before? Oh no, they've done a hundred of them, but they're in Orlando, Florida. Well, that's different. So it's critical to know how many business cycles in that specific area 
this operator has has had and what were the results? Yeah, I, I think one of the greatest questions I've ever heard as a follow-up item to what you just said there was tell me about a situation that went bad in the past, right? Because we should only be investing in experienced operators, right? Investing in non-experienced operators is a recipe for 100 unicorns. I mean, it's oh, just what, oh. what happens. When yeah, thanks so much. One of the things, though, the, the person said is, hey, when you're talking to this person, tell me about an experience that went bad and how did you handle it? And what lesson did you learn from it? And listen very, very cleanly and precisely to what they say. Because the person who does not tell you that they've had an issue is like Megan Trainer. Your lips are moving, but you lie, lie, lie. <laughs> Right. I mean, we know deals go bad. Like that's sinking. I know that was bad, but thank you get my point. Thank you for not so we it. we, we need to know what what lessons did they learn from that? Like what how did they handle it? How did they make out? And then the next thing I would ask them is uh, show me your investor relations person. <laughs> Right. Does the operator actually have an investor investment relations department? Do they have someone? And, and I want to see the cadence and I want to see how you communicate with your investors, because I've, I've even met some fantastic operators out there, but they're great at operating and that's it. And they never communicate with you as an investor. So you don't know if everything's great and, and going to the moon or if it's falling off the cliff. Right. Mark, right. would you add anything to this? I think that that hits the nail on the head. It it, and that now comes down to relationships, right? If if you're taking the time to investigate your uh, operator and whatnot, I, I think another great fun one to do. I mean, come on, everyone loves Google. Just Google them. Google the operator. Google their name. Google their company. Google even, and here's something that a lot of us don't know until we start doing it a lot. The person who's collecting the money may not actually be the operator. They're collecting for a fund that then invests into this investment with this operator. And now all of a sudden you need to check two people. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's a huge lesson that I've learned along the way is just because the person you're seeing at the front talking about the deal, they may not actually be the operator. They might be the person who's collecting the money for the deal. Right. They may be a raiser or a sponsor. They may not actually be the general partner actually operating the business because it could be lots of them. All right. Now, I know I know we're going long here, and this is a, a, a topic that can go super deep, and we're not going to get every single thing covered, but I do want to talk about when you think this is a fit or when it's not. Stallion, for you, how do you determine if syndications are a fit? Well, I, I will say this for us, you and I have been more of the mindset of having more influence on our investments, whether it be in owning the business ourselves. And so syndications has not been a big part of our strategy as a result, right? We have decided we would rather create something from scratch. And it has, here's the, the downside of that is it takes time. It takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of 
thought and finding the right operator for the business in order for it to be passive for us. It has served us well because this just lines up with our personality type. But the reason we haven't done syndications is because we want to be a part of influencing the outcome and having some say so and having some direction. The, the downside of a syndication is you're you're abdicating that to somebody else, right? And, and so it hasn't been a large strategy for us. And if you look at our investor DNA, you're a high I and with the with a little touch of D on the top of there, and I'm an I, an SI. We both love the influence part, right? And so that's why it hasn't been a huge part for us. But if you and I weren't doing deals together, syndications would be a lot higher on my list because I wouldn't have your influence and your your D trait to kind of drive the ship a little bit. So I would say it would it would change things if we weren't investing together quite a bit. Uh, one other thing I want to make just a mention before we run out of time today is during this conversation, you're hearing us talk about this. And I'm, my hope is that, that you're being exposed to see that syndications are a wide range of opportunities. And there's a reason why we have two masterminds that you can be a part of to get the experience of other investors on this journey. This is just one small thing that you gain as a part of being one of our masterminds is the hearing from other people. That is gold when it comes to syndications. If you don't have that, you are literally gambling every single time you park money with a syndicator. And so I want to I encourage you to go to wealth.wallstreet.com forward slash free call. Jump on a call with one of these coaches. Get, on, get that process started of working with us. And more importantly, join one of our masterminds so that you can take in the collective and be much more informed in this process. I, I missed the golden opportunity a second ago before I went to you. And it made me think of it while you were talking, because I don't ever listen while you talk. But I, I start thinking. <laughs> and I thought about the fact that I, I, I challenged you at the very beginning to say that this is 100% passive. I don't believe it is. And Eric gave the three keys. What was the three keys to um, evaluating a deal again uh, in the syndication space, Eric? I believe they were operator, operator, and operator. Okay. And we've talked about a lot of things that we need to evaluate in that process. And then even after the deal's going, there's some, there's some follow-up items. That's just not perfectly hands-off, Stallion. I just want you to know, like, hands-off is what someone does when they sign up for a 401k. Uh, and what I mean by sign up by a 401k is that when they join the company, they're automatically enrolled. That's hands-off, right? They do nothing. Nothing happens as a result of it, but they do nothing. <laughs> In this regard, you actually have to do something. All right, Mark, tell me when you believe this is a fit or when it's not. Through this lens, I started with managing my own rental. And then I realized that was starting to take a little too much time. And so I went to turnkey rentals and I realized that was still taking a little bit of time and I needed to, to get some other things moving. And then I moved into syndications. I think syndications are a fit if you're in a position where you need to offload some of that time, right? Some of the time that you're spending in managing and running, it, but it's not for everybody. The D's and the I's, yeah, you guys need to be involved with it. I know someone, very good friend, who has, I think, close to 100 doors 
and yes, she has a, a manager, property manager for those doors, but she still has to manage the manager. And that's managing a hundred doors that the manager is running. That's a fair amount of time. That's time that I choose not to devote to that. I'd rather hire someone else and take a lower cut. And I think that's something you have to understand here. It's everything is a trade. You can either spend your time or your treasure, but there's, there, there's no true discount. And so I'm willing to get more of my time and take a little bit of a lesser cut for someone else doing more of the work. And so I think that's when you start to figure out, okay, what is a fit for me? Which one am I willing to trade right now? Gotcha. I love that. All right, Eric, I want to come to you on our last point, uh, which is how do I go fast? How do I make this deal where I can meet Rust's definition of fast tracking out of the rat race faster than any other asset? Back me up here. Tell me, how do you go fast in this, in your opinion? Well, I think we probably ought to do a podcast um, labeled something like the seven deadly sins of the passive income investor or the seven deadly sins of someone seeking financial freedom. And how you can go fast is getting rid of lazy capital, lazy cash. So utilizing that huge resource that you may have, uh, maybe you're putting it in wrong areas. Maybe you have cash that you don't even know you have because you're uh, misappropriating it. But going fast is making sure that we're maximizing every resource that we've been given and that capital resource that you have that's out there doing nothing or next to nothing. If you could utilize that, you could have cash flow, Mark can tell you, and a syndication in 60 days uh, or less. So I, I think that's a great way to go fast. How about you, Stan? How uh, prove my uh, theory right. How do you go fast? <laughs> uh, well, I'll share with you one example. So Sharon in our passive income masterclass shares the double double. And I thought this was pretty interesting. So I'll, I'll share it. I haven't personally done it. So just letting you know, but the way he broke it down is he talked about how their strategy is to double your money every five years because of the annual uh or the the increase of your money every single year being at, uh, i think you said 16 percent was their their target rate and if you consider that over the course of five years considering uh, investing getting cash flow on top of that the exit at the end of uh, whatever that time frame is on that asset the expectation is that your money would double every five years and you start doing the math on that. So 100,000 today invested in five years becomes 200,000. We reinvest that, it becomes 400,000 at, at the end of 10 years. And then you keep doing the math, this becomes almost somewhat of an annuity stream. He, he gives the example of even for his kids, putting that money, investing it on their behalf and how that gives them that, that leg up to start um, their, you know, their lives as adults with this capital base that was started really one time and man, to see that over a long period of time, that's a really powerful thing. And if you haven't already heard our masterclass, you can go and download that um, uh, from our community. If you join our community, they'll, they'll give you a free copy of that whenever you take our quiz. So anyways, just uh, it'd probably be better to see it versus me explaining it, but that's kind of the, the gist of it. All right. Uh, Mark, 
Bring it home. How, how does someone go fast in this? Well, I mean, to quote Ricky Bobby, I want to go fast. I want to go fast. And, and that, that's really all there is to it. Cause, cause if you ain't first, you're last, right? Um, the way that I, I, I think of this is it, it starts to become a perpetual wheel. Like Eric said, let's get rid of those lazy dollars. What if you can put your lazy dollars into a system that starts to create cash flow and then have that cash flow spin off and start feed feeding itself? And then the wheel just starts going faster and faster and faster. It's like that bike wheel, right? It takes a couple of good hits to get that thing going, but then you're just tapping it. You're tap, tap, tapping it. And so it's feeding itself. Another way to think of it is velocity of money, where the money starts coming in and then you go and you, you buy another one. And then the money starts coming in faster and you buy another one. And pretty soon they're buying themselves even faster than they were before. And that's how you make it go fast. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll just kind of dovetail in my, my final thought to this, which is, gang, if you're listening to this, this is just an exposure. You just need to know that there's other things out there that the, maybe the way that you've been doing it, if it's working for you, fantastic. But if it's not, are you open to learning about more? Are you open to hearing about what else is there? Because it's when we open our ears and our minds that we may find the thing that we didn't even know was there. That is the thing that gets us to where we need to go. So good. All right, Eric, final thought. Syndications are one tooth in the cog of financial health. It's, it's, it's one that I use. It's one that um, all four of us on this podcast use, and it's an important one. But it's, it's more important to have somebody help you look at your entire situation. If you hadn't got on a call with one of the coaches here at Wealth Without Wall Street, do that and, help, and let us help you see if this fits for you. Very good. Stallion, final thought. I think uh, bottom line is, is we talk about this every week, but new ways to see the world that will help you get to financial freedom as fast as possible. That's our hope. That's our goal with sharing this stuff is not to tell you you should do it, but to give you the path and to give you the tools that will help you do it as fast as possible. Hopeful that today you've just got your mind expanded. Just one more layer out so that you can take massive action in the right direction. Since I'm on such a roll of quoting, you know, amazing artists, I'll, I'll end with Andre 3000, right? You can plan a pretty picnic, but you can't predict the weather. Meaning that we can make plans to accomplish whatever it may be, and it may not work out. So we may end up investing, for instance, in a syndication and the first syndication that you invested may not be a pretty picnic. It may not be the best one. But also knowing that that means that it gives us the option, if we don't put all our money in just one deal, kind of to your point, Eric, it allows us to find the, find the strategy. So even if all of these different options that we're, we're providing each and every week is to help connect it to potentially your investor DNA. But just know it doesn't always work out exactly the way we expect it to, but it's that action. It's what are we learning from it? When something doesn't work out, look back and say what went wrong and utilize that in your plan for the next time. All right. Well, thank you as always for listening to the podcast. We enjoy you um, sharing this with, with friends and family. Have an amazing day. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand 
so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.